Welcome to the Color of Influence podcast, where you will hear conversations from influential people of color from around the world, from social media, and right here in your communities. These behind the scenes conversations will motivate you, inspire you, and encourage you. I am your host, Aisha Morgan, and let's meet today's guest. Today's guest is Mapate Diop. He is the co-founder of Diop, based in Detroit. They make casual, ready-to-wear apparel and accessories inspired by the African diaspora. Mapate met his co-founder, Evan Fried, through the Venture of America program, and since 2018, they've served thousands of customers in dozens of countries. They are giving us a promo code for 15% off your entire order, Get Your Diop. The promo code is Get Your Diop for 15% off. So make sure you head over to their website and get your Diop after today's episode. All right, y'all, welcome back to the podcast. We are here with Mapata. Mapate. Mapate. Mapate um, Diop, right? Mapate Diop. And I discovered his clothing brand through the plant-based brother um, a while back. He would wear lots of your stuff on his social media. And then recently this summer, um, he had some bags and things that he was handing out to people at Vegan Fest. And I was lucky enough to get one, went to your website and just fell in love with what you were doing. So go ahead and introduce yourself to my guest, and we're going to find all about Diop. Absolutely. Um, my name is Apate Diop. I'm the co-founder of Diop, along with Evan Freed. Um, based in Detroit, we've been at this for uh, a little over four years now. Uh, we make casual, ready-to-wear clothing, uh, apparel, and accessories inspired uh, by the African diaspora. Uh, we're a team of five now, and we do everything from shorts and tops to, like you mentioned, bags, uh, hats, socks, uh, things like that. And uh, the new products we introduced uh, this year were our slides and our kitchen apron. And then uh, coming up for the holidays, we're bringing back our scarves and our beanies. Yes, because I saw that scarf that I like love. So tell us how this came about. Like, how did you even have this idea and make it come to flourish it? Uh, like uh, a lot of really cool uh, businesses and organizations, uh, it was entirely by accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met Evan uh, through the Adventure for America program. Um, if people aren't familiar with it, it's a lot like Teach for America, but instead of teaching for two years, you work uh, at a startup, a social enterprise, um, okay. that sort of organization. Um, we were both, myself and Evan, um, who was just my friend at the time, we were both living in Baltimore. Uh, I was working as an employee at a transportation software startup. Evan was working for a beverage company. And so we were about halfway through uh, our fellowship and we were at a kickout and I was wearing uh, a shirt and Evan comes up to me and says, Hey, that's a really nice shirt. And I say, thank you. He's like, where'd you get it from? I told him it's Keston. Uh, my mom, um, who tra- travel a lot uh, to West Africa, buy fabric, take it to a tailor and make it into things, um, had gotten me the shirt. And so when I told him, uh, when I told this to Evan, he said, is there a way I could do that myself? I said, absolutely. Yeah, it's just the process I described. So Evan went and did that. 
uh, and made a lot of different prototypes. He would just mm -hmm. go drive to different stores up and down the East Coast, buying fabric, getting it made into shirts. And uh, we would show them to people and people would always compliment them and ask where they got it from. And it wasn't until our friend Lauren said, um, you actually have a product people might want to buy that um, we really started thinking about it. And so spring of 2018, through Venture for America, we did a crowdfunding campaign on Indiegogo. We raised mm -hmm. about $20,000 in five weeks. Good. And what was uh, great about that was we had orders for about 300 shirts, which meant we actually had to go out to learn how to make them in like a bigger scale. And based off the success of our crowdfunding campaign, uh, VFA came to us and uh, encouraged us to join their accelerator program, which was just a business incubation program for uh, alumni of the program. Um, we moved to Detroit and they paid for our expenses for about four months and we had went out to see if we could build a business. And so we put out our first collection. Uh, it was just tops and bananas on September 20th, 2018. And since then we've expanded into a whole range of things. Uh, we're just online, but we do do a little bit of wholesaling with Bloomingdale's Macy's and Nordstrom. So in those stores, you can see the accessories. Um, but yeah, we're entirely direct to consumer. I love that. So once you realized you had to get this made on a large scale, what did you guys do to do that? Um, well, uh, the first thing was sort of refining the what we wanted it to look like. Um, we took a lot of the early feedback um, mm -hmm. from our first prototype versions of the shirts um, to kind of figure out you know, what we were going for. We, initially, we had something that was a little bit different between like nurse scrubs and a smock. Okay. Uh, and we wanted something a little bit more fitted and kind of more stylish. So we really had to spend a lot of time refining that. Um, and specifically with the tops and with the shorts and some of our other clothes, we always really do try to iterate on them and really take the feedback we get from customers about what they like, what they don't like, to see how we can improve on them. Um, we really got lucky on two counts. The first is that uh, Evan's old office was two floors down from a small goods manufacturer. So wow. if you had to make quantities under a thousand or yeah. five thousand, they were really good with that. They worked by hand. They had tailors, pattern makers, um, people you can do stuff with. So because they knew Evan from seeing him around the building, uh, they were able to help us get started with our uh, initial run. Uh, and then it also helped that we lucked out with our initial pattern maker. We went to Michael's initially to ask for a referral to tailors, and the person working at Michael said, "My mom actually is." Uh, actually is very handy and like does tailoring out of her house. Uh, and so we went to her. And so the, our initial set of prototypes and the initial tech packs and specs were really built off those first prototypes. And so that's really what we did. And in a lot of ways, we continue to do that and mm -hmm. try and continue to validate with every product. Okay. So how did you find a manufacturer to make all of it? Was it like a Google search? Was it through your business program? Uh, our first manufacturer was the one we had uh, in that building. And then uh, from there, uh, it was a lot of referrals. And then other manufacturers would reach out to us and say, hey, we heard about your brand. We saw what you guys make. We And as we tried to expand it in different products and our initial manufacturer didn't have the capacity uh, or the skill set or the expertise to do it, then that's how uh, we branched out. Um, we did a lot of searching and a lot of talking to a lot of different kinds of people. Um, one thing that was important for us, because again, we didn't have... Uh, we're a bootstrap company, so we never raised any money. All the revenue goes back in the business. So right. we had to do everything ourselves. And so what that meant was we had to manufacture everything in, inside the United States. Um, okay. And we still do a majority of the manufacturing inside the United States, because then if we're, there are ever any issues or we need to fix things or we want to do something new, um, they'd be pretty close by and we can get to them. We were in the same time zone, so we could call them, we can go visit them. Um, and so that's really how, and we still work with a very tight number of, of manufacturers and suppliers. Okay. So what about your fabrics? I mean, I know you said that, you know, um, initially, you know, your partner was going up and down the East Coast, getting different fabrics from people. Are mm -hmm. your fabrics 
made here in America or are they from other countries? Uh, they're from other countries and then they're imported uh, to America. But now we work with, that's just for the wax print, for the cotton. But now we work with a whole wider range of different materials, polycotton blends, um, different wools, so we can then put the patterns on other things. So now we source them from all over the world. But initially, that initial set, they'd already been imported um, a lot from Ghana, a lot from Nigeria. They even make them as far afield as Thailand, Indonesia, uh, Bangladesh, some in China. And yeah, and then they imported them. And even during the pandemic, when we couldn't import or export things, we would just call up different stores to see what they had in stock. And then we would just buy it off them, stuff that had already been imported by them. Got it. Okay, that's smart. So for your marketing now, like you guys have your products, how do you start your marketing? Uh, the most important thing starting out was really figuring out a couple of questions. And again, these are questions, and, and every business does this, um, or everyone who works independently does this, they do it in their own way. You know, mm -hmm. I'm sure whenever you, you take a flight and you get a little survey after, like, how's your flight? Or you go to a movie and it's like, how was the movie? Uh, there are ways businesses can ask that. But the kind of key questions we had to ask ourselves was, you know, what are we making? Who is this for? How did they find us? Um, and how do we kind of keep them coming back? Right. Um, and so what was important with that was with our first three or 400 customers, we would reach out to them to survey them to learn those things. And part of that was like understanding like demographic information. So who are you? How old are you? Where do you live? What do you do for a living? And then also kind of more psychographic information. So basically, what are their motivations for like buying our stuff? Right. So, you know, why'd you buy this product? What did you like about the product? What did you not like about the product? Where would you wear it to? Um, and that goes two ways, both in terms of like the products we make and like the product development and how we make them, but then also how we talk about them, how we communicate them to people. Um, cause we are always said that, you know, it's, it's not the clothes, it's how they make you feel and what you do in them that matters. Right. So if we can get people to tell us that, then we can easily find who those people are and continue to make things for them. And that's really what the business is built on. It's not so much like you're making new things, you're going out and finding new people. It's continuing to serve the customer you already have and really make sure that you have products that not only fit their lifestyle, but also a brand that really reflects the world that they live in. Yeah, I like that. So when you were surveying your customers um, from your first two products, like what was the first thing that everybody really wanted after those first two products? Um, after the first two products, socks, which people still want. We still hear a lot about um, shorts, which is the first product that we really, outside of the tops and bandanas, that was the next thing that we really branched out into. Um, and where I think we're on version three or four uh, of the shorts, um, swimwear, activewear. Um, some people want housewares, but that's a very different sort of business. We did do a collaboration on pillows and pillowcases, which people really liked. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it's a wide range of different things. And then there's been, we've seen a lot of really great growth accessories, um, especially with our slides and our cooking apron, um, our tote bag, and then our reusable bags. Right. Because there are people, we have customers who they might not necessarily want to wear our prints, but they love to have them around the house. So they love to have an accessory to add some more flair to their wardrobe. Yeah, very true. Mm -hmm. So how did you guys come up with the idea for the scarf? Uh, that was a suggestion from customers. Um, and really, um, as we move into a bit, a third of the country, it's, it gets very cold this time of year. Right. Um, so we're thinking about what sorts of things you could do, a light jacket, a vest, fleeces. Um, we'd already done some hoodies. Um, and so a scarf was kind of the next segue. And so what we kind of did was we sat down and um, really everyone and product development is something everyone in our company pitches and all. We really just thought about scarves. Um, mm -hmm. You know, why do we like scarves? Why do you not like scarves? What kind of scarves do we like? Um, what kind of scarves do we not like? What sort of material? Where would we wear scarves to? Kind of what function would they serve? 
And then that all kind of gets to answering the question of what would our take on a scarf be? Right. Um, and so that's kind of how we just try to develop things. And we started out making a really small number last year and then just putting them out and seeing what people thought, getting some feedback. And then so that we can now go back this year and make an even bigger number. Yeah. So when you're doing your product photos and your social media, do you have a social media manager or is it kind of a collab with your team? Uh, it's collaborative. We don't have a, a dedicated manager. Uh, it's a collaboration with the team. Um, our audience really loves a lot of user-generated content. You know, it's it was we like to, as we found out early on, it wasn't just important that people saw themselves in our clothes, but also heard of themselves uh, in the brand, which is why we're able to work uh, with people like Shav, where we're able to work with a lot of um, different organizations, doing a lot of really good work. Um, so it's it really is a it really is a group and a team effort and. Uh, what we're really focused on right now is we enter into different formats, not just written formats, but like video, reels, TikTok, short form video is being able okay. to at the same time talk about and introducing products, being able to really promote creators and get people to support them and have people be able to find out more about them and support the things that they're doing. Yeah. And how did you get your products into these stores, like your accessories? Uh, they reached out to us. Um, we're just kind of, yeah, we're just kind of uh, working on them. Uh, and they saw, I believe it was the budget hatch and the buyers reach out to us. And, you know, we said, look, we're still trying to figure out how to sell our mainline stuff. And if we don't know how to sell it, we can't hand it off to someone else to sell. But, you know, we do have accessories. It's a lower price point. The margins are still very good for us. You know, maybe this could work for you and you can fit it into other things you're doing. And so that's that's really how the relationship got started is they really like what we were doing on our accessories front. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we're very lucky they continue to work with us and ask us for more things. And they've been really key to the growth because even if people don't, you know, buy them in the store, they see them and then that enters that person in the funnel or, you know, someone's not able to buy online, they're able to go down to their local store. Um, so it's, it's been, it's been really great. And again, it's just like one of the things we never uh, expected to happen. Right. But organic sales are great because that's how you get repeat customers. 100%. So do you reach out to influencers to promote any of your stuff or is it more of people who already purchased your stuff and you just kind of um, maybe send them stuff or ask them to post what they have? Uh, both ways. Um, again, we're just really lucky that people work on a lot of really cool things and they think of us, um, whether that's, you know, their own initiatives, their own events, or, you know, their got ideas for, you know, charitable um, works um, or they're doing projects or they're doing videos or they've seen other people doing them. Uh, mm -hmm. And at the same time, we're lucky that, you know, people reach out to us and we're able to support them uh, as well. Um, so, yeah, it, it really runs the gamut. Um, and we always say we feel really lucky that we have customers and even people who don't buy our stuff that are really, like, engaged and really, like, you know, what it is we do. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, so it's it really runs the gamut. Yeah, it's it's yeah, at every which way you can imagine. Right. Now, is there like a company or a designer that you would like to partner with in the future? I can't necessarily, I can't pick out one um, per se, um, but okay. we're always open to a conversation, um, provided it works. I mean, I really do like what we are able to do working with smaller artists and smaller mm -hmm. creators um, to be able, because I think one thing that's great about um, direct to consumer businesses, but also like a lot of the different platforms is that now there are a lot of different ways to support creators and support people right. you like. Um, and if you can, you know, 
afford an art a piece of art or you can't afford something like that then they can always you know make a t-shirt or you know we can work with them on merchandise and things like that so really being able to support and, and promote a lot of individual creators um is something that we really that would get us like really excited more so than just like a collaboration with another brand right so from your initial twenty thousand that you guys raised have you done any like pitch competitions or apply for grants or anything, or is it just more of just your sales and funneling back into the business? Uh, it's just the sales going back into the business. Um, one thing that as in, um, if you came from um, the beverage company and consumer baggage gets one thing he really understood was that if we didn't have an online business, we wouldn't have a business. Um, mm -hmm. Typically when we were starting out, people told us, you know, do trunk shows and travel to different events and conferences, but we didn't have the time or the money to do that. And right. we, kind of had to figure out it's like okay if we if we can't figure out a way to sell this online then we can't figure out a way to get sell this in person uh, also because there's a certain experience of the thing online and there's a certain experience of the thing in person and if the gap between those two things is too big it's not going to work out um so we really really try to figure out and really really try to drill down on who it was for and how we would find them um because one of the i mean it's a double-edged sword but one of the things about the internet is there's infinite shelf space and infinite customers right. so you never know who's going to see what you're worrying on um or where they're going to be or how it is you're going to find them and then whether that scales or that repeats um and so because of that that takes a lot longer time than kind of an investment would allow and the return is a lot more uneven than if someone were to invest in you and expect a certain amount of money back so yeah we just uh, put the money back into the business and things have grown very gradually uh, over time which um i think is a lot more comfortable for our business model it also allows us to try a lot of different things and right. be more creative and be very flexible and try and work uh with a lot of different kinds of people um so yeah we've been really fortunate that we've just been able to keep things going and being able to keep putting out things that people like and everything really stop everything just really extends out from there Okay, cool. So in your team, does that include designers or do you work with other artists and, um, you know, different designers to design yourself or is it all you guys? Uh, it's all us and then our subcontractors and our manufacturers, they have their own in-house designers and pattern okay. makers. Um, and we put input into things and technical sketches. And But everyone on the team has input into product, but that's all under product development. Yeah. Um, so there, it's thinking about the whole product holistically, not just like what are you making, but then how are we going to market it? Where are we going to put it? How are, is it? Are we going to talk about it? How are we going to brand it? You know, what what what's it essentially for, and what job does it serve? And so everyone is really thinking about that and getting their input in that, and then we kind of sit down and discuss it with our manufacturers, with people we work with for, with some of the customers, and we kind of take it from there. Okay. So your consumers, are they mostly, you know, based in the United States or do you have consumers all over? Um, all over. I mean, probably in any way, anywhere from half to two thirds in the United States, but we've shipped to dozens of countries and okay. um, people have reached out to us from all over to support us. Um, and so again, we just really, really lucky that the tools we have at our disposal are really good and that we are able to reach mm -hmm. so many different people in so many different places. And that they're able to buy something and it reaches them in a timely fashion. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it like like I said, it's just one of those things about being able to have uh, a, a storefront that anyone with an internet connection, whether it's mobile or a desktop, can see. And then yeah, and then we just kind of take it from there. Um, so the, the growth has been uh, really all over the place. But yeah, we do we do perform pretty strongly in North America. Cool. So from here, I mean, where do you see your company going moving forward? Um, doing a lot more of what we're already doing. I mean, I always said that our vision 
is again products uh, that fit people's lifestyle, a brand that reflects the world they live in. So as long as we're able to keep doing that, like there's going to be a business um, continuing to promote um, more uh, of what we like and promote more of the people that support us and a lot of their creative projects, their charitable projects, um, being able for them to grow uh, into the things that they want to do is really great. And yeah, and then being able to also um expand into other things and not just new different products but different sorts of experiences and really trying to increase the surface area of the ways in which you know people would reach us and find out about us um but in a way that really does like reflect our point of view so when we do go into swimwear or when we do step into housewares or when we do go do active wear um that people are continuing that the people who are already our customers are already in our community are still getting the same thing but then it's also able to attract new people or at the very least get people to like look at category a little bit differently um right. so yeah it's 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 a lot of really just extending a lot of what we already do uh, a little bit further out and just getting better and iterating on each product each time yeah now is there like certain stores and retailers that you would like to be in eventually and uh, not necessarily um we really there are a lot of games to being online um that mm -hmm. said the opportunity to pop up and like do sort of special events um, or be part of what other people have going on um, has always been appealing for us. We've been very lucky to be able to sponsor certain events, and provide merchandise for certain events, um, film festivals, cooking competitions, yeah. like you name it. So it's 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 been it's been really great uh, being able to do that. But you know, we're always open to the conversation. Yeah. So what other? I know you said like the swimwear and the activewear. Um, is there something that you guys have? maybe thought of doing that maybe didn't go over so well so you kind of scratched that idea uh, all the time i mean we're constantly going back and revisiting old ideas um the jackets took like two or three years to figure out um the bags same thing um having to make we only recently started making several sizes of bucket hat so in a sense every single idea gets scrapped and then you have right. to revisit it or you have to change what it is you were doing before but i can't say there's one thing that we have completely ruled out and not done yet um, but yeah, some certain things just take time, especially when you're a small company and you have to really think long and hard about how much you want to make and who it's for. Um, right. But yeah, every single product goes through that process. Now, I know you said that you guys haven't done any like pitch competitions or apply for any grants, but do you see that as maybe being something later on that you might do? Um, I can't rule anything out, um, but the day in which you'd have to raise money, um, it'll likely be it'd be a very different kind of business. Um, part of the reason you'd raise money is because you need to scale beyond what you currently, the demand you currently need to meet or you, whatever it is you'd be doing. Yeah. Um, so I, I can't imagine what it is we'd be making or what we'd be selling um, that would necessarily require a pitch competition or a fundraise. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm sure it would be, I hope it'd be something that's within the spirit of what we're doing now. Yeah, I love that. And you're, the company, you know, you could tell just going through your social media that you guys do stay true to your customers, um, who you're talking to, like you have a clear idea of who you're talking to with your products. We hope so. We really hope so. Because I mean, they're the really the ones who inspire it. Um, and we, you know, we all said that we hope that like, instead of kind of trying to show people that it's for them, that really can people can raise their hand and say, oh, this is for me, or I see myself in this, or yeah. they can really put themselves in our shoes. Um, so, and and that's at every, that's in every single decision we make, especially as it relates to the product. Yeah, definitely. So how can my viewers and my listeners um, find your product? 
Uh, so we're available at where Diop. That's our handle. Uh, that's both our our uh, website address, uh, w e a r d i o p dot com, and then that's all our social media handles. Um, follow us on TikTok. That's actually the biggest one. Um, we're mm -hmm. trying to find different ways to support different people there, both on our own TikToks and other TikToks other people are creating. Um, we've already kicked off the holiday shopping season, so we got a lot of really great deals, and we're making a lot of really fun stuff. Uh, and of course, the sooner you order, the sooner it arrives. Um, right. So yeah, I mean, just um, follow us where you can find us, and uh, you know we're, we do a lot of different things. We put out a lot of different stuff, apart from just clothes. We got you know videos. We got playlists. We do giveaways. Um, we're supporting a bunch of different great organizations this holiday season that do a lot of really great work, not just in Detroit but also nationally. Um, so yeah, just find us, um, find us wherever it is you like to spend time, um, and we've got some really good stuff on the way. Okay. Now, is can you talk to us about some of these holiday partnerships just so people will be able to support if they can? Uh, not quite yet because okay. there, there's an official launch date uh, for some of them, but it's a lot of really great holiday charity options, um, okay. a lot of different uh, giveaways, um, and we typically do a really big giveaway for Cyber Monday. And so we're nearly there. We're just crossing a lot of the T's and dots and lines. Got it. So really, we just need to go check out your website and, you know, join our mailing list. Yeah, yeah. You're doing, you're, uh, uh, phone number. Um, we can do stuff by text. Um, like I said, Instagram, TikTok, that's where we are. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you coming on this evening mm -hmm. and taking the time to, yeah. you know, talk about your business. I think that you guys are doing a great job. Thank um, you. I'm sure that, you know, Diop is going to be a household name very soon. I think it's cool that y'all started, you know, doing like the pillowcases and stuff, um, but still staying true to your core customers, which is so important, especially for, you know, a brand like yours. So I'm excited to see what else y'all create. Um, for all of you who are listening, go check out their website, their social media, but you will see their products. And I'm telling you, there is something on there for everyone. You will find something that you'll like. Thank you so much for having us. Um, and thank you for reaching out. I'll pass along the compliment to, to my team. We, we really appreciate it. And we really appreciate uh, the opportunity to come on the pod. No problem. I appreciate you. And again, good luck with everything. Um, hopefully in a year or two, you'll come back on the podcast with yeah. all new things happening and, you know, the business expanding and being just as amazing as it is now. Thank you. We appreciate it. All right. Have a good night. You too. All right. Bye. And that's a wrap on another amazing episode. I know that you were just as inspired as I was after listening to that conversation. And to let us know how we're doing, don't forget to leave us a review, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow us on all social media platforms from YouTube to Facebook at The Color of Influence and on Instagram, the underscore color underscore of underscore influence. You can check out all of our episodes and additional content on our website, thecolorofinfluence.com. And that's an in only for influence. And don't forget to share the podcast with someone you know and have them share the podcast with someone they know. 
Thank you all for listening. Until next time, peace out.